So aside from aside from teaching Shakespeare to stuffed animals, what have you been doing with yourself? I mean, I don't know why I would need to be doing anything else, given the <laughs> extraordinary quality of. I was gonna say, how teaching. are they? How are they as as pupils? Is it you know, Barney? Kind of lacking. I gotta yeah. be real. For a mm -hmm. man who works in education, <laughs> I found his uh, ability to tap into a classroom. Oh, is this Barney the dinosaur? Is that who you're referring to? Oh, one hundred percent. Oh, okay. Does he work in education? <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> I would say he works. I mean, I guess it was on PBS, but I found nothing educational about Barney the Dinosaur. I don't know if that's Barney and Friends. I don't know if that's true or not, though. I was I not mean, old. I mean, I was too old for Barney when Barney was on the air. So I watched Barney religiously when I was a child. Oh, I used okay. To love Barney. You went to the Church of Barney. One hundred percent, fully okay. involved. And my parents bought me that stuffed animal when I was five, and I love it because all of the Barney stuff that came out as I got older gave him this really creepy smile, which reminded oh. me of all of the terrible allegations that came out about various men who had portrayed Barney, sure. rather than reminding me of my childhood with Barney, which was really what I wanted to remember. Right, but right. Because the stuffed animal, if you know Barney, great, but if not, it's just this like wicked cute right, purple, purple dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> I vaguely remember the show being educational. I mean, it wasn't not educational. I don't want to say that it was just like walking around being it was, you know, it was, like, geometry isn't real, you know, stuff like that. But it was. But I don't. It was apocalyptic. I guess it was emotionally educational. I guess that would be the, yes. the yeah. It was. It was more trying to fill the Mister Rogers void. Yeah. With, and I mean. <laughs> <laughs> which is a hard void to fill obviously. Yeah, big, shoes. Big, big shoes and no matter how big those barney shoes were um of course this was in the heyday of the puppet puppet dinosaurs on tv did you watch dinosaurs the sitcom oh yes <laughs> i had a stuffed baby that oh if my you pulled on it it said like not the, the mama lines yeah not the mama not yeah, okay. the mama. and then whatever oh god something about eating how many things the baby wanted to eat. I loved dinosaurs. Oh, maybe. God, I don't. My aunt and uncle were obsessed with dinosaurs and bought the videotapes of the TV show, which was not something people like did. No. Back in those days, so it was like I don't know where they found like where they got them, but they just bought them. I guess maybe they bought them online or not online. I was gonna say online out of a catalog is how they would have bought them, um, <laughs> or or from a toll free number. But which I can't wait when you get to explain that to your children. Toll-free numbers and catalogs. Such a time, yeah. You know, you know what I the I am I am not a big it's a shame this is gone guy because like things come and things go. You know what I mean? Like in mm. in in the sort of nostalgia lexicon media consumption thing. Yeah. But I, and uh I the two things I'm a, I'm a, I'm sad to see go are mixtapes, but that's a whole other thing. But more than mixtapes, but it's connected, are the CD sets for sale on TV in commercials. Those commercials where it would be like, which I actually bought one. Do I have? Oh, it's downstairs now. I can't even show it to you. Um, I, I bought one of those when I was in college. But I used to love those like classic hits of the 80s. And it would just be mm -hmm. those six-minute commercials with those songs scrolling by and the one they were playing in yellow would come across. I used to love those commercials. We didn't buy any of the CDs in my house. <laughs> no time life subscriptions for us, but it was, I just thought they were great. And I miss that that's not a cultural touchstone for, for 
anyone really, but we bought in college because we loved the commercial so much, uh, Millennium Hip Hop Party from Rhino Records, which includes such tracks as uh, It Takes Two and White Lines, Don't Do Them, and what else was on there? <laughs> but it was great because it was right at, um, that's, ooh, you can buy the CD now for $39. Um, Funky Cold ooh. Medina, The Humpty Dance, Bust a Move, It Takes Two, Can't Touch This, Parents Just Don't Understand, Around the Way Girl, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss, Tennessee, Now That, Now That We Found Love, Good Vibrations, Baby's Got Back, Jump Around, Hip Hop Array, What's My Name, and Nothing But a G Thing. Um, I was 19, See, I guess, when I bought great. this. Isn't it good, though? That was that's the thing. Great. We would, we used to laugh at it. We like watch the ad and be like, because the ad is so cheesy. But like, you see the ad, if you watched MTV in the late 90s, early 2000s, as much as me and my roommates did, it would, be, <laughs> it would be every commercial break would be an ad for this. And after like the 30th or 40th time, we were just like, yes, this, this, I will pay. I, I will pay you. It was 1999. I mean, I'm sure it was. And which, you know, and I called the number and put down my credit card and I bought it. And it was still right before Napster, like literally mm -hmm. yeah, one, yeah. like three months before we had Napster. So it was one of those, like that, this is how you got these songs. If you didn't have all those albums, that's how you got the songs individually. And I mean, obviously Napster and then MTV, M MP3 downloading killed the mix album for sale on, on, on television. You say but, that, you but know, I swear to God, I think the, now that's what I call music, is still, that's still making a thing. mix CDs. They do. Oh, they still make them. You can still see them at like Starbucks and stuff. Like they're still for sale, but they're not mm. advertised the way they used to be, which, which wouldn't make any sense to. That's the thing. But I do sit there and go, man, that's something that my kids will literally, my kids don't even experience commercials though. Like my son is so confused by commercials when they come yeah. up and it's just like, and doesn't want to skip them. It's so funny that something that we spent our lives trying to avoid. He's just like, no, no, what is this short film about a car? What is this, you know, that's a lot of close-ups of hamburgers. I am, it also though, because he doesn't experience it, it works on him tremendously well. He'll go like, we need that. We need to get that. <laughs> what is like, that? They're all, it's all not, lying to you. Right? <laughs> they're all <laughs> manipulating your emotions. Yeah. You don't need pizza right now. You certainly do you not need that drug. You are no, a child. No, you definitely don't need that drug. <laughs> Don't oh, listen to goodness. these commercials. No, don't. Don't at all. It's like, Dad, do I have I lower do. back pain? No, you don't. You, do you? I don't <laughs> you do. You're 10. Like, you're 10. You do. Fine. If you do, we have a whole other set of problems. So let's slow down. Um, if you have not seen this as a lover of those types of commercials, you simply must watch Josh Groban sings the tweets of Kanye West. Which oh, I have is, seen that. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm going to book But he's like ripping on those like stylized commercials because of course since he's singing the tweets of Kanye West the joke is like it's 87 CDs oh sure <laughs> he, it would have uh, to be has like that incredible scroll of all of them <laughs> so when your children are older you can show them that show them that and they and will say who is Josh Groban and who is Kanye West? It's Kanye West. <laughs> and probably who is Jimmy Kimmel, like, to be honest. But... And you'll go, well. Okay, all right. right, well, hang on. Let me start at the beginning. There used to be television. And <laughs> and we would all it watch it. It was broadcasted, like, and there were three channels. It. How early? I shouldn't probably starting too early. Hang on. Let me go forward. <laughs> let me start in, like, the 80s. I know way too much about this. So you asked way too broad of a question. <laughs> um, 
but how are you guys doing over there? Honestly, we're doing, doing right? okay. Yeah. Um, educational theater company is very awesomely still giving us staff hours. So oh. although I'm not able to do a lot of my in-classroom work because the teachers are too overwhelmed with just trying to get their curriculum virtual, that the thought of having me interface in an actual classroom is sort of like, uh, mm-hmm. maybe, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, never. Sure. Um, but I'm still able to do administrative work, and I'm trying to launch a class for my older adult students, which would be really fun. So basically, like, I send out a play that we can all watch, and my students and I watch it, and then we meet on Zoom and chat about it. So stuff like that, uh, doing marketing for ETC and uh, trying to see if there are classes I can do virtually, um, trying to energize myself to film self-tapes for auditions. And Can I ask you about self-tapes for auditions for a second? Of course. When are these shows going up that you're auditioning for? These are great questions, Patrick. Um, okay. <laughs> so one of them... A lot of them are for fully next season. So oh, okay. there's a little bit of, yeah, that might happen going on. Um, but that's, well, I mean, that makes sense to me. A fully next season audition makes sense to me. But yeah, I yeah. see there was, there was sort of a lot of people doing self-tapes like three weeks ago. And like getting oh, really yeah. kind of up, like, and, and I saw a lot of tweets and posts about people getting, having problems with it and getting upset about like the, their experiences trying to do self-tapes. They've never done them before and blah, blah, blah. And I kept thinking, what are you self-taping for? I really was just sort of like, this seems irresponsible that people are holding auditions right now and putting actors through stress, but fully next season makes sense to me. That's a good, like, okay, we should probably have a, like a good audition baseline for next season. I think the awkward thing about the timing of when all this hit is that EPA season had sort of, in some respects, started to wind down, but EPAs are only EPAs. Right. Like, for the actual auditions for a lot of next season shows, they had not happened yet, or maybe theaters had auditioned one show or two shows, but certainly not their whole season. Mm-hmm. So it's theaters are reshuffling their seasons for next year while also trying to cast their seasons for next year. Right. And actors are at all different stages. Some theaters are saying like, we are doing an EPA style submission. So like you send us a tape and you're auditioning for everything that we are doing next season or some theaters are saying like, we are looking to fill roles in this one specific show. And so you're doing an audition for one show. So it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I think three weeks ago, there was still the illusion of summer. Right. I that think, was the part that felt irresponsible to me. Only yeah. because of, I get, the, I get why theaters were doing it, but the auditioning is stressful enough. Oh yeah. And self-tapes, if you're not an actor in New York or L.A. who does them with some regularity, I would think. And probably has a good setup in your right. house. So or at least those how to quickly arrange one. I mean, I think we all could do them now because everyone's got a Zoom set up in their house where there's good lighting and a, and a, and a flat wall. And like they've all, we've all figured this out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to give it. Am I allowed to edit it? Do I need to have someone else reading the lines off? Like, how does this work? It just, I felt a lot of people getting super stressed about it. And I kept thinking, it seems like you didn't have enough guidelines to do this self-tape. Like there should have been, you can't just say, 
go do a self tape. If the, and and I'm, I think we're starting to get out of that a little bit with like because it also some of the early like we're doing a play festival or we're doing a this thing felt that way to me a little bit where it was just like, we have to put something on. Like we have to be the first ones to do it. So let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people coming back going, wait, what is this? What is happening? What's motive, what are the rules? Where should I be? Blah, blah, blah. And now even, especially as I quickly plug uh, DMVQ Fest, which is going on all day tomorrow on Facebook on the Adventure Theater oh, yeah. and 494615 uh, Theater Company websites. Um, it, there's a little bit more... Uh, or an idea of like we've been planning that for weeks of just the logistics of how to do it how to rehearse it how to cast it how to call for it like the last week has been really hectic and we've learned a few things even in the last week that we didn't know were going to be problems but we we spent chill and and jordan and sarah and i spent a lot of time thinking about it before we announced it and it, i felt mm-hmm. that that was that was the reason i, I agreed to do it was because it was like we're going to talk about this a bunch so that because this isn't going to end tomorrow it felt like people were rushing to do things because they were like it'll be over and we'll have missed our opportunity and it's like no pace yourselves kids it's <laughs> we're gonna be here for a little while <laughs> yeah yeah but so what have you got aside from so i start back on my original question aside from teaching shakespeare to, but also teach so what do you teach at at, at, uh, at etc um i am their director of shakespeare in the schools Okay. So all of the Shakespeare programming that ETC does, I coordinate, which is the main thing that I have lost because right. I, mean, I just, these poor teachers are trying to figure out so much so quickly. And one of our biggest contracts is a teacher in uh, Fairfax County. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have been tracking how many technological issues they have yeah. been having, but she basically said, I just don't think we can make it work. I haven't even had my classes for the past two days because school has been canceled. Um, So not a lot of Shakespeare in the schools programming will be able to happen virtually, but that, that is what it is. It is a a piece. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping that this class for my older adults will happen. So I teach a group of baller 70 year olds. Um, They are incredible people. And the way the class is usually structured, I will pick four or so plays, depending on how long the session is. And I will bring in chunks of the script. And the first class, I'll give a little bit of a background on the play and the playwright. And then we will read whatever the first scenes are that I have brought in. And then I will ask a probing question. And Generally, that question is related to the themes of the play or something that is of particular interest in the play. And then we just talk. They tell stories, we have political dialogues, and then I record those conversations and then I write them all down. And so the final class is them reading a script of their conversations. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. It's cool. I like that. And they are very engaged and they are really interested in they like when I bring them classical pieces but they're particularly interested in encountering newer pieces and plays that they would not normally have come across and if I can tie the play into something that they can go see I will so like my session last winter we read in the red and brown water and then we went to go see Brothers Size at first stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if we can do stuff like that, we will. Like we'll read the first play in this 
trilogy and then we will go see the second play because it is currently it's currently available yeah yeah so the virtual class will hopefully be i will pick a play that is available online mm-hmm. i will email that play to them be like everybody watch this play sometime this week and then we will meet up online and talk about the play that so works. hopefully yeah hopefully that yeah. will happen um Francesca and I are doing something fun and Shakespearean for his birthday next Thursday. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that's, that is how we are keeping, how I at least am keeping my work with ETC still active. Well, that's great that it's still active. Though. Yeah. I mean, that's the like, that's the hardest part of all this is just keeping those sorts of things. And again, big kudos to them for doing that. Yeah. For, like, yeah, keeping it open. Hey!